Awesome. Well, this morning, uh, we've got the owner of Creed actually speaking this morning. So, um, Clint Watson's going to be preaching this morning. Everybody stand up, give Clint a hand. Man, that was a good little welcome there. I like that. Thank you. I also got a really cute um, picture that Salem colored for me. I'll, I'll bring this up in a minute because it kind of applies to the message. All right, let's play around with this thing. Today's message is entitled Sunny D. Anybody know what Sunny D is? Oh, man, we got a lot. Okay, good, good. Sunny D, that was from back in the day. It's orange juice, in case you didn't know. Sort of. Highly manufactured orange juice. But I'm not going to be talking about orange juice today, so. But you'll have to wait and see what I am going to be talking about. So, in true Travis form, there's going to be a couple of sermonettes throughout today's message. Here's the first one. We went to the beach this past week, and there's nothing like going to the beach to remind you of how small you really are. So, so we were looking out. We went with some friends, Mark and Courtney Lamb, great people. Mark is the, uh, he does the high school ministry over at Athens Church awesome believer, great people to spend time around. And we're sitting there, and, and you know, you're, you're looking out at the horizon over the ocean, and I, I, I just had this question to myself, like, and, and again, I'm feeling very small right now. You know, you're at the beach, you see all this, but you know in your head, you're like, this is only a teeny tiny little blip on the map. Like, you're not seeing to China, okay? You're not seeing to China. Like, you're not seeing that far. But in my head, I'm like, how, how far am I actually seeing? I had that question. Does anybody want to guess how far you're actually seeing? Does anybody know the answer? Just throw out a guess. Ten miles. All right, any other guesses? Nauto. Not, how, how far is a nautical mile? He doesn't know. Say it again. Five miles. 50. My guess was 100. Terrible guess. 100? Come on. I mean, really think about how far 100 miles is. Well, we Googled it, and it's, it's actually just a math equation. So it, it, has to do, it actually has to do with how tall you are. So if you're six feet tall, you're going to be able to see approximately three miles to the horizon. Three. Three miles. That's not very far, okay? So, again, there, there's, not a, there's not a lot more to that other than just 
You're small. Okay? God is big. You are small. Just a reminder, in case you didn't know. All right, so I feel like there's a lot, uh, you know, I spent some time thinking about, okay, you know, Megan said, hey, you got any, you got anything the Lord is teaching you, anything on your heart? And I was like, uh, yeah, I got a lot on my heart. I got a lot I feel like the Lord's teaching me, especially in the past, you know, year, year and a half. Um, coronavirus, all the stuff going on in the world. My dad died in January. My son was born last month. I mean, so there's just a lot of life happening, right? So I'm like, man, there's a lot I could talk about. And this, this verse came to mind about a month ago. Just, you know, I just feel like this is what's out there right now. You know, you turn, you turn on social media, this is what you see. I'll just read this real quick, 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 4. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. Terrible times. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. I'm getting some nods. Like, yep, that's kind of what I'm seeing. Turn on social media. That's kind of what I'm seeing. So I feel like there's a lot of this on the brain right now. Um, but then, as I thought more about this, I thought, let's not be too quick to just look at the world and be like, oh, yeah, I'm seeing that, and I'm seeing that, and I'm seeing that. I think the Lord wants us to go turn that finger right on around and go, where, where am I at here? So I feel, like, I feel like to the church, this is just something that I feel like the Lord wants to tell us as a church body, is like, let's don't be too quick to judge and, and point the finger. These people are terrible. These people are terrible. That church is preaching, not preaching the gospel, blah, 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 blah. Let's turn that finger around and go, where am I struggling? Because I'm going to tell you where I struggle. Um, I can be a lover of money. I can be boastful and proud. I can be ungrateful. I can definitely be without love. Is this thing good? Are we just, we good? You want me to switch or what? We, yeah, okay. We're switching. All right, let's see how this one does. We all can struggle with a lack of self-control, right? I can struggle there. So anyway, let's take that finger. Let's point it to ourselves. All right, we got a little activity, a little faith activation. We did a little bit of this already. Travis had us swish and do some things like that. Sometimes you got to use your body. Sometimes you got to use your mouth. Sometimes you got to do something with your body to activate your faith. So that's what we're going to do right now. And before I talk about this, before we go into this short exercise, by the way, the, what we're about to do is a kindergarten-level faith activation exercise, okay? Now, a few years ago, back when we were at the, 
the bar that we met in downtown. What was the name of that? Livewire. We did a AP Calculus 12th grade, maybe even a, a college level activation. We had practicing tongues. For me, that was a college level faith activation exercise, okay? We're not doing that today. This is kindergarten level. You can all do this, I promise you. But, so what we're going to do is, and, and part of that Timothy scripture, I felt like, okay, yes, there's a lot of bad in the world. Yes, there's stuff going on. Yes, we're in trouble sometimes. Are we in the end times? Maybe. Kind of feels like it, right? But there are also so many promises that God gives. There's so many promises. Let's focus on the promises. Let's focus on the good, kind of like Travis was talking about. Let's think about and focus on the good. Let's focus on the promises of God. Let's don't focus too much on all this stuff going on, okay? So this is our faith activation exercise. And before, we're going to read Psalm 37. So if you want to pull it up, go ahead. And before we get into it, I want to just give a quick disclaimer here. There are some promises for the children of God. There are also some promises for the people that are not on God's team. And by the way, there is no middle ground, okay? This was, this was actually part of my salvation story was my wife shared with me, she, she felt compelled to tell me to read The Purpose Driven Life. And in that book, about halfway through, he goes, the author says, um, oh, by the way, you've now been presented the gospel, and you have a choice to make. You can either choose to believe, you can choose to not believe, and oh, by the way, if you don't make a choice, you're making a choice. And I was like, dang, he got me. He got me on that one. And so I said, look, my life is not going very well right now. I am not happy with the circumstances in my life. Something needs to change. Lord, I'm just going to believe this, and we'll just see what happens. Okay? That was my salvation story. People have different ones. That was mine. But, again, I just want to remind, remind you that as we read this, there are some promises for the children of God. And there are some promises for the people that are not yet on God's team. And we are, and he does not want the wicked to perish. He does not want the wicked to perish. So I'm going to give everybody an, 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 uh, an option. I'm going to give everybody except Travis, Rob Ray, Matt Graham, and Greg Kopak. I'm giving everybody an option to either stay seated or stand. But you men that I just called out, y'all are standing. All right, here we go. Faith activation. We're going to read this, and I only want you guys, we're going to focus on these promises here. These are promises. So in the yellow, I want you to say it out loud, and I would like for you to say it with a little bit of enthusiasm. So if you're feeling a little bit of sleep right now, you may want to stand up to help you just kind of wake up a little bit. All right. Faith activation. Remember, this is just kindergarten level. You're not having to to speak in tongues right now, okay? Here we go, Psalm 37. Again, y'all are reading the yellow along with me with some enthusiasm. Here we go. Do not fret 
because of those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Oh, y'all are perfect. This is awesome. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Lord, I know you don't want these people to die away. You want them to be in your family. And we're praying for these people right now that they would get on your team today. Not tomorrow, today. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn. He will do that. That's what He says. Let's believe Him today. Your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Don't fret about that. Refrain from anger. Turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed. And God, that does not make us happy that you destroy the evil. We also recognize and remember that people are not our enemies. These evil Schemes, these demons, these principalities, those are enemies, not people. We remember that right now. But those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land a little while, and the wicked will be no more. He is going to come. He is going to give us the justice we want. Trump ain't going to give us the justice Biden ain't going to give us the justice. The senators, the House are not going to give us the justice. God, you are going to give us the justice. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. That's our inheritance. The wicked plot against the righteous, and they gnash their teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and the needy, to slay those whose ways are upright. But their swords will pierce their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. They will. Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked. For the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the upright. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care, and their inheritance will endure forever, 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 and ever, and ever. That is our inheritance. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. If we, if we experience the end times, Lord, you promise us right here that we will not wither away and that we will still enjoy plenty. Thank you, God. But the wicked will perish. Though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field, they will be consumed. They will go up in smoke, period. The Lord says that. The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Those the Lord blesses will inherit the land, but those he curses will be destroyed. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. 
We're going to talk about delight a little bit later. Though he may stumble, he will not fall. Thank you, God. Thank you for, for keeping, helping us keep our feet. We will not fall down. We might stumble, but we will not fall. Though he may stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. I was young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. Never seen it. They are always generous and lend freely. Their children will be a blessing. Thank you, God, that my children will be a blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that my children will be a blessing, that our children will be a blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Turn from evil and do good. Then you will dwell in the land forever. For the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. He will not. Wrongdoers will will be completely destroyed. The offspring of the wicked will perish. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouths of the righteous utter wisdom and their tongues speak what is just. The law of their God is in their hearts. Their feet do not slip. The wicked lie in wait for the righteous intent on putting them to death, but the Lord will not leave them in the power of the wicked or let them be condemned when brought to trial. Hope in the Lord and keep his way. He will exalt you to inherit the land. Thank you, God. When the wicked are destroyed, you will see it. I have seen a wicked and ruthless man flourishing like a luxuriant native tree. But he soon passed away and was no more. Though I looked for him, he could not be found. Consider the blameless, observe the upright. A future awaits those who seek peace. But all sinners will be destroyed. There will be no future for the wicked. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. Yeah, we're in a time of trouble, but God, you are our stronghold. Thank you. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. You may be seated. Thank you, God, for your promises. Thank you. Kind of like Travis was saying, we, we can choose to see all this stuff out here and all this stuff going on, and we can fret. And, we, and Honestly, we're just creating our own suffering when we do that. We can stew in all that. We can stew in all that, or we can open up Psalm 37, and we can believe the promises of God. That's what we can do. Sonny D, anybody know what the D stands for? Delight. Sunny Delight. All right, so I want to tell you about um, this real quick. So, you know, I'm thinking about, God, what am I going to talk about? It's just so much. It's just so much, you know, so much that I feel like the Lord's telling me. And I'm talking to Mark about it. We're on the beach. Actually, let me back up. I'm in my truck. I'm going down this road right here. Literally, I was right down there, and I was thinking about. And honestly, right now, my family has been experiencing a lot of blessings right now. In particular, financial blessing. Creed has been blessed. Our gym has never done better than it's doing right now. Huge blessing. So I'm in my truck, and I'm thinking about that, and I'm thinking, Lord, do you want me to talk about that? You know, do you, like, you're pouring out your blessing 
So I start thinking about it. Immediately, I start thinking about, why are you blessing me, Lord? What, what's going on? Why are you blessing me? And immediately, because I'm a broken, sinful man, I start thinking thoughts like this. Well, you know, I've been making some good decisions lately. You know, I've just believed that promise that a reputation is worth more than silver and gold. And I've just, you know, I've been living my life right, and I'm just having a good reputation. And the Lord's just blessing me. That's just what's going on, you know. And immediately the conviction of the Holy Spirit was like, no, sir. No, sir. You don't earn my blessing. That's what the Holy Spirit said. You don't earn my blessing. And then I immediately start thinking about my son, Asa. He's, you know, at the time, he's three weeks old. He's six weeks old today. He's three weeks old at the time. And for those of you that don't have children, three-week-olds don't do much to earn your, your blessing. They just don't. They sleep. They don't even smile at you. Like, they're, they're, they make smiley faces. But it's like this. It's literally just their muscles contracting. Like, that's it. Like, literally, he just now is, you can kind of play with him a little, and he'll kind of smile at you. So, the Lord was like, no, no. You delight in your son, and he's, he's not doing anything to earn that. Same way with me. Clint, I delight in you just because, just because you're mine. That's it. You're not, you're not earning my delight. I just love you, son. You, you're just beautiful to me. Even though you're pooping all over yourself all the time and you make a mistake, I love you. That's delight. So I started thinking about this word, and then, and then, you know, the other thing that I thought, okay, delight, just th- that word, like, so I'm sitting on the beach with Mark, and we're talking, and I was, I was telling that story. I was telling the story about me and the truck, and I still hadn't decided exactly what I was going to talk about. So I'm, I tell him the story and about how the Lord convicted me. He said, and he kind of laughed. He said, yeah, think about it, man. I mean, what do you want for your children? And so, like, I'm, I'm sitting here. Mark's sitting beside me. We're on the sand. We're looking at the ocean. And our kids are right over here beside us, and they're building a sandcastle, and they're just into it. They're loving every second, every minute. They're just laughing, you know. Ah. And he says, he says, think about it. What do you want for your children? And, I, you know, I was thinking about it. What, what do I want for my children? And he just pointed over at the kids. And he, he just said, delight. That's what you want for your children. You just want them to delight. You just want them to enjoy their life, to just delight. That's what you want for your children. And I was like, yeah, duh. But I thought it was strange to use that word, delight, you know. And so the next morning, Courtney, Mark's wife, walks in with a big old bottle of Sunny D. And I have not seen a bottle of Sunny D in 20 years. I'm here to tell you. And I knew that, you know, the D stood light. And I was like, okay. 
Lord wants me to talk about delight. So here we go. We're going to talk about delight for a few minutes. Now, I will preface this talk about delight with I'm not a the- theology guy. I'm more of a practical guy. I'm a fitness guy, okay? I didn't go to seminary, so you're not going to be getting a bunch of Hebrew words and all of this. That's not who I am. But God still loves me. So here we go. Delight. To please someone greatly as a verb. The synonyms are to charm, to enchant, to captivate. And also, as we're thinking about delight, I want you thinking about that the, the, the Lord delights in you. And he also wants you to delight in him. And I think he wants us to delight in our life. Like, let's spend our lives delighting. Let's not spend our lives fussing, fighting, being negative. Let's enjoy our life. The noun is great pleasure. Pleasure, happiness, joy, glee. Okay? So why? Why should we delight? Well, do you, so, you know, <laughs> I've asked this question a lot of people. I'll be like, is he a believer? Is she, you know, I ask a friend, is she a believer? Is he a believer? I'm, you know, you're just trying to know what you're dealing with, right? And sometimes you get the hymns and the haws. You get the meh, 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 meh. Now, I have my own personal feelings about that. When you start hemming and hawing, I look, I don't want somebody hemming and hawing about me. Yo, is Clint a believer? I don't want somebody going, eh. For me, I don't want that. If, if somebody says, yo, is Greg Colcap a believer? I'll be like, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is Travis Gay a believer? Oh, oh yeah. Is Matt Graham a believer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is Rob Ray a believer? Oh, yeah. By the way, we're talking about delight. I forgot to mention this. Delighting is not my strength, okay? So I'm, I'm up here talking about this, and I, I felt a little confl- conflicted, like, I don't naturally delight. I'm not a super joy-filled guy. I'm a little monotone. My face is a little straight. My grandma, when I was like 22, my grandma broke my heart. My grandma was like, she, you know, my, grand, my mom and my grandma are just, I'm just very close with them. My grandma broke my heart. I was, I was sitting. I had been personal training for like a year, had graduated college, and I'm sitting there at the personal training desk over at Bodyplex, where Crunch is now. Matt Graham used to work for me back then, back in the day. And I'm sitting there. And my grandma was working. She was in the gym. She was in there working out. And she walked up to the desk, and she looked at me. She said, you know, it wouldn't hurt you to smile every now and then. (laughs) And I'm telling you, it hurt me. But she was right. And look, I smile more now. I've practiced it some. I'm a little better at it. Still not my strength, though. So I'm wondering, should I just turn the mic over to you, Rob, so you can come over here and talk about Delight? This guy right here, so Rob coached for us for a couple of years here at Creed. I'm convinced that Rob is so good at delighting, you could, like, walk up to him, tell him his mama's ugly, slap him in the face, and he'd look at you and go, uh it kind of chuckle a little bit. 
I love you, man. Jesus loves you. I mean, you got the gift of delight. Okay, and just like Travis spoke about, I really feel like, I do feel like the Spirit was moving earlier in worship, and right there where he was talking about breaking stuff off, I do believe that we have a choice. I do think that whether we delight or suffer our way through life, I think is a choice. There, were, there was one, you know, on the beach, too, as I was thinking about the, all this, there was a Chris Stapleton song that came on. Nobody wins afraid of losing. How was that, Rob? Okay. Can I be co-singer with you? And I thought about that, and I was like, nobody delights afraid of suffering. Despair. Use the word despair. Nobody delights afraid of despair. And I'm one of those, right? I can be one of those, like, somebody texts, somebody, somebody calls me is a good example. I get a call or I get a text from, no, this is a better example. I get a text from a member. One of the worst things about owning a gym is you get a text from a member and they say, Clint, I really love Creed, but I need to cancel my gym membership, okay? It just hurts every time. It's hard not to take it personal. I've been doing it for 14 years now, and it still hurts the same. I'm no better at receiving that news. It just hurts. So it's probably similar to like, you know, I'm going to another church, right, Travis? I mean, it's just, it's hard to, I don't know, it's just hard. So if I get a text message almost immediately from a member, I have this, that's the feeling I have. And it's just, so part of it, I do think part of it, you, you talked about like a spirit of despair. I think that that can definitely be a thing for sure. And then what I think happens is, it just turns into a habit. So it starts as a spirit, and you use the word pattern, which is good, a pattern or a habit. You just get into a pattern of, every time I get a text message from a member, <clears throat> I mean, that's just habit, you know? So let's break the habit. All right, so throw in the Frisbee. So we're on the, we're on the beach. One of my children, I'm not going to tell you which one, one of my children is highly competitive, and from a young age, she's very independent, and she doesn't want you to help her do stuff. She also gets really angry with herself if she can't do something or doesn't do something well, okay? One of my children is that way. So we're on the beach. We're throwing Frisbee, and, she, you know, every throw, she just, ah, I mean, every throw. And if I didn't throw it perfectly, Dad, ah, you know. And then my other child comes in, and she wants to play. And now she's, uh-uh, you know, because she just wants to throw with me. So it was like everything that happened, she was just choosing to suffer. And now, guess what? Now I'm suffering because she's choosing to suffer. This fun thing, we're, this is supposed to be fun. They make a Frisbee to have fun with. That's the only reason they make it. It's to throw it and go, wee, catch it, oh, throw it, oh, the wind blew it, oh, you almost caught it. Like, we're having fun, right? That's what a Frisbee's for. Well, we're not having fun. We're suffering because, we're, because what are we doing? We're, 
I'm not the best frisbee thrower on the planet. Uh, I don't want just selfishness. I don't want to throw the frisbee with three people. I want to throw it with two. The wind's blowing too hard. People do this with working out all the time. I own a gym. I see it, you know. What does that look like with working out? Oh, working out's hard, and you got to do it all the time. There's no quick fix. You can't just do it once, and then you're fit forever, you know. And all the negative self-talk with it, I'm fat. I'm, my shoulder hurts. My knee hurts. I don't look as good as Matt Graham with my shirt off. Unhealthy comparison. Rob Ray beat me in the bile workout because he's faster than me. Oh, God. I'm just going to quit. I'm a gym owner. I'm supposed to be the best worker out of here. <sighs> Choosing suffering. How many people choose suffering with exercise? A lot. I see it all the time. Worship. All right, we're, we're focusing on the negative first. We're going to get positive here in a minute, okay? But let's keep focusing on the negative for a minute. Worship. Oh, God, I don't even know this song. I don't know the words of this song. The presenter's behind, and he's, you know, the words. I need, I need the words. Come on, let's go, let's go. Get this stuff right. Didn't y'all get here early? You know, I mean, um, Wade's wearing old man's shoes. That, look at that dummy. Yeah, I thought worship leaders were supposed to be, like, hip and cool. He's up here wearing old man's shoes. You know? Well, I don't feel like worshiping today. I'm just going to sit here. I'll tell you what. Leah, um, Leah brought me to a Hillsong concert. There you are. She brought me to a Hillsong concert. I was probably a believer for like six months. And one of the things I told Leah when I accepted Christ, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this Jesus thing, and I'll go to church with you. But I am not singing. I told her that. Do you remember that? Well, I remember it because I, I meant it. I'm not singing. Those songs are dumb, and it's not cool. I was into rap, you know. I'm not singing. So anyway, she took me to a Hillsong concert, and, it, you know, everybody's singing and, you know, raising their hands. So now I'm like, okay, well, I'll sing a little bit, you know. And I'm like, I am not going to raise my hands. They're going to stay right here. And I mean, you know, the Lord just breaks that stuff out. I, I ended up raising my hands at some point. Your job. You can choose to suffer in your job. I need a promotion. I'm not making enough money. I just, you know, they don't appreciate me around here. I work harder than everybody on my team, you know. Yard work. Oh, it's so hot out here. Oh, it's dusty. Oh, my wife wants me to do it all the time. Oh, I ran out of gas. <laughs> Chainsaw won't start. Uh, okay? I'm just choosing suffering, right? Now, we can choose to delight, though. Again, I'm not pointing fingers here. I struggle with suffering. I'm not the best delighter in the world, but I do know that we can choose it. And so here are a few quick keys to delighting. Well, 
I think that to truly delight, you, you, you got to be born again. That's my opinion. I just don't know if you can manufacture. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like if, if that, if, if you don't, if you do not have a spirit rebirth, I think there's always going to be something behind, you know, if you just manufacture happiness or joy or something. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. But I feel like you've got to be reborn to truly delight. Gratitude, just knowing that you've been bought with a high price. Man, if we can just, if we just start our day with that, with that knowledge and that just remembrance, I think we're going to be better delighters. Oh, one thing I didn't say earlier well, when we were talking about the, oh, yeah, he's a believer, what I meant to say there was how attractive is that, you know? Like, how attractive is delight and joy? It's so attractive. And so, if I'm a believer and if I'm walking around, that's not attractive. People don't want, like, people don't want that. But when you see somebody that truly is joyful, and delighting and enjoying their life, it makes you like, what's, what's she got? What's he got? What's going on here? Life's hard. All this stuff going on. You're still delighting? What's wrong with you? You know? It's important. I think this is important. So, Lord, help me to be a better delighter. Lord, help us to be better delighters. Lord, help us to take delight in you. You have given us a gift. This life is a gift. We get one life, one. Remind us of that, Lord. Help us to light. Remind us that you bought us with a price. It wasn't free. Thank you, God. Here's a good one. Surround yourself with lifters. John Maxwell, one of my heroes of the faith, he's a leadership expert, he's written a lot of books on leadership. He says there's two kinds of people in the world, lifters and leaners. I think he's right. You either lifting the people up around you or you're leaning on them with your baggage and your complaints and your suffering. Okay? I don't want to be a leaner. I want to be a lifter. And here's an interesting one. A friend of mine who's, he is one of these seminary theology guys. He said, you know, Clint, the Hebrew word for encourage is actually to, to be encouraged yourself. And I'm like, isn't that interesting? You know, you hear things like, um, if you want something, you got to give it away. And I think this kind of applies to encouragement. It's like, if you want to be encouraged, encourage somebody else. That's how you do it. Well, that's one of the keys. I also think these scriptures apply. See, again, I told you I'm real practical, so I'm thinking about, let's, let's talk about practical stuff here. So I'm like, I got to work some scripture in here somewhere. I am talking at church. Okay? This is why I think we got to be born again. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I think delight is one of these things that will be added to you if we seek first the kingdom of God. I just don't know if we can do it without God. I just don't know. Also, you know, talking about, I'm kind of looking at these things right here, right? If we're going to be delightful, full of delight, delighting in 
God delighting in our life. We got to do these things. This second verse right here kind of hits several of those things right there. Do not be anxious about everything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, gratitude, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, peace, minimizing anxiety. I didn't talk about that one. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Again, it's kind of like all this stuff going on in the world, and you have joy? What? That surpasses understanding. Well, this person's got something that I need, right? Well, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. All right, so let's, let's, um, let's practice delight on a few of these examples. Throw in the Frisbee. Trust. Belief. Let's apply that to throwing the Frisbee. Well, and again, we're talking about a five-year-old here, okay, if that doesn't give away which child I'm talking about. So, you know, she's learning, right? I'm not, I'm not coming down hard on her. But if she, were, if she were to trust and believe that, hey, this is a game, we're having fun, right, just that belief, like getting it right from the get-go, we're not in the Frisbee Olympics today. We're on the beach having fun. Like it starts with that, right? So if we know that, and then if we go gratitude, well, I do have an arm. Some people don't have arms. I can't stand. Some people can't stand. I'm healthy. I got a body that works that I can actually do this because some people can't. Gratitude peace. Hey, we're just having fun. We're out here on the beach. Hey, um, let's invite dad to throw with me because he's a lifter. Don't invite that person over there because they're kind of, I don't know, kind of negative. I don't know if I want to play with that person. Let's, let's play with somebody that is going to add value to my life. And then she says, dad, what a great catch. She, right? She encouraged now she's feeling better. Okay, we're having some fun. Frisbee, fun. Not Frisbee Olympics. Working out. Hey, you know what? There's a lot, yep, there's a lot of negative with working out, but if I do it, my life's going to be better. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to feel good about myself. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to keep disease away, all right? getting that trust and that belief right, gratitude, going back to that I have a body that I actually can't exercise. We're minimizing anxiety. You say, Coach, Coach Clint, I just don't know if I can work out at Creed. It's just very intimidating. I just, I don't know. Okay, so you, anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. I don't know if I can do it. I just don't know. Okay, well, speak it out loud. Here's, here's what I'm feeling, coach. Let me, let, me talk, let me talk to you about it. Let's minimize that anxiety, right? Let's work on that. That's, that's how we can get to where we can work out with delight. We got to minimize all this anxiety. We got to work on that. Surround yourself with exercisers. Surround yourself with people that do value working out, right? We don't have to go through all of these. 
You get the picture. Okay. We're wrapping up here. Last couple of slides. And so it's kind of like, all right, well, what do I do? Well, again, like I said earlier, first, I think you've got to, I think you've got to be born again. Just my opinion. I just don't know if you can truly delight without knowing God. I just, I just don't know. So you got to believe if you're, if you're struggling with that, talk to somebody about it. How do we, how do we get to a place of knowing and believing and trusting the right things? Well, that's what we have the word for. We got to read it. We got to stay into it. And one thought about that is, um, for a long time, I kind of judged myself on how I interacted with the word, and versus like how this person interacts with the word. This person, I don't know that that self judgment is beneficial. I think some people interact with it. So for me, what I do every year is a is a year long plan, and I listen to it first thing in the morning. That's how I stay in the Word. I have a hard time taking two verses and reading those two verses for a month. Some people can do that and extrapolate and pull out this and pull out that. I, can't, I, have, I have a hard time with that, okay? But don't judge yourself on that. Figure out what works for you, but, but get in the Word. Stay in it. Pray. We got to pray. This is, this is where I struggle. I do a little better staying in the Word, praying. I hadn't found what works for me there yet. I got to keep trying, though. Surrounding yourself with the believers, this is what you got to do. If you want to live in delight, these are some things you got to do. You got to surround yourself with believers, and you got to encourage other people. Don't keep it to yourself. I've gotten better at, like, anytime an encouragement comes to mind, give it. Don't keep it in here. No. Speak it. That person, if I'm thinking of, you know, something encouraging to say to Rob and I don't say it, it's like wasted. It's wasted. So say it. Speak it. This stuff's not hard. I mean, this stuff's, this stuff's hard. Look, this stuff's hard. This stuff's not easy. I had a, um, anyway, for another time. This stuff's not easy. The reason it's not easy is because you have to do it constantly. The reason that working out is not easy is because you have to do it constantly. You can't just do it one time. It's not one and done. That's why it's hard. Okay? And But here's the thing. I love this thing. This came to mind. You've probably seen this before. Marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your heart. Right? Obesity is hard. Being fit is hard. Choose your heart. Being in debt is hard. Being financially disciplined is hard. Choose your heart. It's not easy. It, the choice is not easy and hard. And so let me finish here. Communication is hard. Not communication is hard. Choose your heart. Marriage. I'll just say that word. Marriage. I don't have to say nothing else about that. Life will never be easy. It will always be hard. But we can choose our heart. Pick wisely. And so what was so funny to me, this is a little sermonette here. Me and Mark went and exercised one morning. Uh, yeah, it was only one, okay, out of five. Should have been more than one, but it was one. And we, and we go out, we're going to run on the beach. 
going to go for a run. We're going to go for a three-mile run. That was the plan. And we get out there, and the whole, I'm talking the entire three miles, we are bobbing and weaving, trying to find the easiest sand to run in. Isn't that funny? I just thought that was funny. Like afterwards, I was thinking about it, and I was like, we chose, we knew that exercise, this thing we're about to do was, was not going to be easy. We knew it was going to be a challenge, but we chose it anyway because we, we made the right decision. Usually, if you have a decision to make and you have an easy, easy choice and a hard choice, normally the hard choice is better for your life, normally, not always, but normally. And I thought it was so funny that the entire time we're doing this thing that's supposed to be hard, we're looking for the easiest way to do it. I just thought that was funny. I think that's human nature. We want the easy way. But the easy way usually doesn't work. Okay. So, during our ministry time, do we want the worship team to come up? All right, come on up, worship team. Let's get ready to roll here. Yo, such a treat to have Rob Ray here worshiping with us. That was, for me, that was just a little God wink, Rob. I mean, our members, our members at Creed miss Rob so much just because of literally just the delight that he would bring into the culture here and the atmosphere. And one thing that's interesting that I've noticed is that if you bring in one person like Rob, who's just carrying the presence of the Lord, it positively affects the whole energy of the room. And before, now Matt Graham worked for me back when we were over here at the other building. And before he worked for us, I thought that, I didn't think that energy was a real thing. When people would talk about like energy, like the energy of the room and stuff, watching this guy coach, and the energy and the life-giving energy that he gave to everybody and the way he affected our culture, I was like, okay, this is a real thing. It's real. So, Rob, what a blessing to have you here. Where'd my little thing go? All right, well, anyway, during, during ministry time, this is what we're going to do. Let's build each other up here. Let's lift each other up. And during ministry time, raise your hand if you're on the ministry team real quick. Okay. Raise your hand one more time. Let's do, um, y'all pick. Who's going to be the, who's going to pray for peace? If somebody's struggling with peace, raise your hand if you want to pray for peace. One of y'all two. Okay. Go see her right there. Thanksgiving. You're going to be Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah, come on over here and let, let's so everybody can see you. Raise your hand again. She's praying for Thanksgiving. She's praying for peace. Y'all got that? Okay, good. Now, if you need some belief in your life, if you're struggling with your belief, okay, Travis, come see Travis. He's going to pray for you. He's going to help you. There's a verse that's like, you know, I believe, help my unbelief. Kind of, sometimes we just need a little help, a little boost in our belief. So Travis is going to boost us in our belief. And then I'm going to help you today if you need some encouragement. If you just need a word of encouragement, come see me. I'm going to stand right up here if you need a word of encouragement. All right.
ministry time. Let's do it.